What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Falcon YouTube channel. Hope you're all doing well. Joined with me is a very special guest that we're a pleasure to have on, Pierce, who is the GM of TradingView. So I'm super excited to get into this podcast and for you to get an insight behind the scenes of TradingView, which you all love and use. Pierce, what's going on? Thanks for jumping on. Oh, thanks for having me, dude. No, no, you're very welcome. I can see the um, got a lovely backdrop. You're just in the shard at the moment, right? Yeah, we uh, we recently opened up our global headquarters here in London, and uh, the Shard is a is a great home for for TradingView, a great match of product with uh, the beautiful space and and obviously the some of the most historic views in in all of the UK. So uh, feels good. The team's definitely grown here, and um, we're we're really excited to uh, have a home base. Um, you know, we've we've had offices all over historically, and we've always had a small presence here. But mm-hmm. but um, you know, Trading View is now at a size where where we feel it's a good time to um, yeah, kind of bulk up our presence in the UK. Hundred percent. I mean, you've grown. I remember even just myself from you know as a user a user of Trading View, I would look into stats, look into how many countries you're in, users. I remember there was one point. It was like 9 million, 14 million. And then before you know, it was like 30 million plus users. Or is that right? Am I saying that number right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I look at the metrics every day and I'll tell you, it's still pretty shocking. Um, we're, we're hovering right around, I believe it's about 29 million wow. uh, visitors of the site on a monthly basis. And, you know, that's up more than 140% year over year. So um, just in the last, you know, 18 months or so, you know, probably pre pandemic to now. Mm-hmm you know, we've more than 200% our growth. And uh, yeah, it's really only accelerating. I mean, we, we thought there would be some of a slowdown and obviously the summer months are a bit slow mm-hmm. in general. Um, you know, we may saw a little bit more of a, a flattening of growth, but we definitely didn't never, we, we never saw like a, a kind of slowdown overall. Um, and now that it's September, we definitely have kind of a return to markets in general. So uh, people are back and, and the metrics are, are kind of uh, reflecting that, if you will. Oh, well, I can only imagine business end of the year, naturally in the financial markets, this next quarter is going to be super exciting. Before we get into anything else, Piers, just for the viewers that uh, have never heard of you before, sure. would you like to give us just a quick like, kind of background on what you do at TradingView, things you've been involved with and your, your experience? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for, for people who are not familiar. Um, so, uh, I mean, basically my background is, is a little unique in the sense that I didn't start in financial uh, technology or or fintech as it's called today, because at the time there was actually no career path that would put you on a trajectory to actually work in a, in a fintech or a financial services company that's more startup oriented rather than you know traditional finance or something like that. So um, I actually uh, grew up in California, uh, born and raised in kind of a rural uh, part of the part of the country, um, and moved down to the Bay Area uh, to go to college and you know study university I actually studied politics so no relation whatsoever um, moved on to being a journalist at, at uh, Thomson Reuters and then a researcher for um, the breaking views team which is the financial column for Thomson Reuters so um, basically doing financial analysis um, deep dive into company research as well as kind of the the guts of what makes a company work or or not work um, had the pleasure of writing some really uh, fabulous pieces on kind of success stories and failures in finance. And, um, you know, it was an amazing kind of uh, way to kind of get my way into the financial world without actually having a, a traditional background in finance. Um, so uh, I met a ton of folks in the hedge fund world, the banking world, asset management world, et cetera. Um, and that actually um, gave me the network I needed to, you know, go out and start something uh, 
you know, kind of from scratch. And so I, I joined a company called StockTwits, um, which at the time was pretty well, pretty well established as kind of the, the Twitter for traders. Um, mm -hmm. And that was back in 2012. And uh, I was the first New York employee. So my, my job was to basically build up the, the, the North America presence, but also the New York office. Um, you know, from, from that day forward, we grew to be about 50 people in, in total in New York. And, um, you know, it's, it's still a very profitable, large company as well. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was a great way to kind of start from zero and, mm. and really build something from scratch. Basically, you know, no, no kind of uh, guardrails, no, no existing business model. Um, and so my job is to basically build a business model, um, more or less learn everything from scratch and, and then make something that could actually scale to, to be a, a sizable fintech. So that all kind of uh, led me to, to trading via, um, you know, I left StockTwits back in 2018 uh, and joined TradingView in early 2019. Nice. So it's been, uh, yeah, sometimes it's interesting from uh, not having any prior experience. And if you have the skill set, if you have the mindset, given a different perspective, I found sometimes you ask different questions than maybe someone who's already involved in the industry and you're able to look at it from a completely different perspective, which it looks like you've just done. So that's, uh, that's, that's phenomenal. How have you, I guess it's flown by since you joined trading view. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and to your point, I mean, I, I actually really like the idea of building people that are orthogonal to each other, basically mm. teams that um, can complement each other with completely different skill sets. And um, I think monoculture in a lot of ways in, in terms of startup culture is um is kind of a death now because it's all you know yes men talking to each other saying the exact same thing and mm -hmm. you know what's what's really going to be substantial in, in changing the industry if, if you're ultimately all just agreeing on the same page with the mm -hmm. you know same kind of old status quo so um yeah i mean people we hire here are, are you know passionate about what they do but oftentimes they may not fit into traditional molds um which is which is kind of a, a great opportunity um yeah i mean to your to your original question i mean uh, it definitely has flown by. I mean, it's amazing to think that it's uh, nearly three years now. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, timing is everything as well, of course. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I had no idea that crypto was going to be what crypto was, which mm -hmm. is a big part of what TradingView is today. And um, I had no idea that, you know, we would go through a global pandemic. And um, so we'd have to kind of figure that out. But funny enough, TradingView is actually um, kind of globally distributed from the get-go. So we have offices all around the world. We have, mm. um, you know, 25 um, regional offices where basically we have managers who manage, say, our, our team in, in Hong Kong or, uh, mm. you know, South Africa or Brazil or Australia. And so um, we were kind of set up to, um, to kind of uh, do well or do, you know, kind of better than maybe other companies would during, um, you know, kind of unforeseen circumstances like, uh, you know, massive, you know, virus that spread around mm -hmm. the country or spread around the world. Um, and so, uh, as a result, we've, we've, uh, we've fared, we fared things quite well and, um, have managed to grow the team during uh, the pandemic when I know a lot of fintechs or, or other companies in the space have, you know, uh, otherwise either flatlined their growth or ultimately mm -hmm. had to, had to let go uh, a lot of people, which is the unfortunate reality of, um, of you know, kind of a, a totally, uh, different way of, of kind of seeing uh, markets. Well, I, I guess from that perspective, it's it's made you even more robust. I mean, if you can thrive rather than survive, you can thrive in those conditions when other ones are going down. And clearly, is that just down to your your infrastructure, how you've done things maybe outside the box? What would you say is the the key thing for that from other companies that have kind of crumbled in this environment? I think for sure, uh, 
durability is insanely important. And one thing that's uh, quite different from, from the work we do at TradingView versus the work of, of other companies, a lot of um, uh, venture-backed startups are extremely cash-heavy where they you know, spend a lot of money on um, day-to-day business. Um, mm. We, uh, since, since the actual inception of TradingView, and this is kind of the ethos of, of the founders, um, uh, the CTO and CEO, uh, who are still, you know, with us today, and obviously managing the business from from kind of a global scale. Mm. Um, they they have always been, you know, very sensitive of each um, dollar spent, and ultimately, you know, how we deploy our money. And so, as a result, you know, some companies that have been burning cash for for years, um, we've been, you know, moving in the opposite direction, where you know we're very much a, a SaaS product, and and as a result, you know, we can we can scale um, our business faster than we can scaling our you know, kind of uh, human capital. So, mm-hmm. so obviously our, our margins are, are quite uh, beneficial as a result. Um, and it, so it set us up to basically weather any storm possible, right? Mm. Because we, you know, as soon as a you know, pandemic hits, not only are we still making money, but on top of that, you know, we can actually take, um, you know, uh, if we were to take a hit on, on the revenue side of things, we'd be able to actually, you know, uh, deal with that because we have a margin that actually allows us to, to do so. Whereas a lot of other fintechs, um, especially venture-backed ones, will take uh, a ton of capital, and then when a global pandemic hits, you know they're ultimately making no money um, mm. and burning an insane amount of money because of their you know operating structures. Um, and so we've we've very much uh, been you know built from day one in that in that regard. I love that and everything about it, which is long-term thinking. That's literally exactly what we do in our ecosystem of what we've built always taking the long-term approach over any kind of quick win and cash flow is king as they say right so actually understanding how that works and i had almost an inkling that's what trading view was doing because how else have you thrived in those conditions and you've even with the logo right i can see the the rebranding and just the innovation it's uh it's it's really good to see that before i ask you or get into the kind of the future of um trading view of what you can kind of disclose and discuss what I've noticed with TradingView in terms of like community, you've been really, really big on building communities, the power of community. Could you talk a little bit about that? Because we resonate on a lot of levels on that. I'd be curious to see how have you managed to, to cultivate that at scale, which I find incredible because it's, mm. it's a comp- we, we have a community as well, but it's, it's much more nice and bespoke and tailored versus when you're building something at scale, it's monstrous, right? So how have you managed that? Well, yeah, it's, I mean, this is the, um, I guess the, the secret sauce, if you will, in a, in a lot of, uh, I think successful companies in general is being able to build really massive, you know, communities uh, around a product rather than, you know, have the product speak for itself. And in a lot of cases, you know, um, uh, a product may be fantastic, but what you really need is, is champions who, you know, believe in it, um, you know, down to their core. And um, I think, you know, my understanding in terms of talking to the founders for, for a long time is that, you know, they, they always have the most vigilance towards the individual and ultimately trying to figure out exactly what the individual trader really needs. Um, I think a lot of people believe that they have a sense of what's right for the customer. Whereas these guys, you know, are open enough to basically say, we have no idea. Let's listen to that. And, and I think that that's a huge differentiator because a lot of products will basically be built by people who worked at hedge funds or 
worked at a bank and they, you know, would say, uh, I know how it's done. You know, I've, I've seen it before. Mm -hmm. And then they go and build a product that actually the community doesn't want. And in a lot of cases, you know, you're building for the wrong type of person. Um, and so they are, you know, kind of ear to the ground, if you will, always listening to, to the customer. And as a result, you know, we build products that are insanely valuable to the individual. And, and these individuals then become our champions because they realize that uh, they're the ones that can actually influence what we do as a company. And so in that regard, it's created an insanely vibrant ecosystem around TradingView, as well as on TradingView proper. Um, and, and really, you know, the, the ecosystem around us are, are, you know, champions and ambassadors that are on yeah. YouTube or Twitter or Facebook yeah. or what have you, you know, sharing charts or talking about TradingView, and that's great. But then on TradingView itself, we also have, you know, a community that's basically using our software, not just to you know, journal and keep tabs on their own performance, but to explain to others, you know, how they've done it historically, how they've made it, and, you know, ultimately how they are giving back by, you know, kind of uh, sharing their ideas, or at least, you know, getting feedback from the community. Mm -hmm. And, and ultimately, that kind of ecosystem is, is a virtuous cycle, you know, the more people that actually contribute, the more value there is there, the better the community gets. Um, and you can build communities for anything. I mean, network effects are, you know, ubiquitous throughout all the most famous tech companies in the industry mm -hmm. today. You know, ours just happens to be specifically talking about, you know, finance and investing. And so, you know, if you think about it, like uh, a Facebook, it has insane network effects, but the end goal of Facebook is to monetize you more from an advertising perspective. Or the end goal of TradingView is to actually make you a more successful investor. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's like a big differentiator in terms of, you know, our global thinking, because everything we do ultimately has to channel back into making people more successful. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's very clear that the vision of what it is, as you mentioned, way too many companies are always thinking about what they think the, the customer wants or the consumer wants versus actually just listening. And you would think that's common sense, right? Uh, you, you would think that it's common, but maybe uh, not so much. And then they build elaborate products that don't actually work. That was actually a question for you. So uh, with my background starting very, very early, 2008, right? So right in the financial crash, uh, which was a super fascinating time. The only softwares that were available then were ShareScope, because I started in stocks. I don't know if you remember ShareScope, and then eSignal, right? So eSignal in there as well. And, you know, really great things, but for me, uh, feeling really overwhelmed and the overall consensus of those wider communities was that it's too difficult and to spend more time in software versus just jumping on and feeling in a state of flow. And as a trader, you mentally have to be prepared. So the last thing you want is overcomplication of either journaling your positions or analyzing your positions. You want that to be as smooth as possible. So my transition over to finding TradingView was like, honestly, in incredible. <laughs> the simplicity, yeah. just everything yeah. about it, it was... Yep. It was, it was really, really good. Um, it's been a big change to, to see TradingView kind of dominate that from everything that's out there. It just kind of came in with this simplistic approach. I was talking to in my conversation with Romain, very, very simple features that TradingView clearly listened to all the time with that ear to the ground approach of just typing in a currency pair and it not moving on to the next uh, one before you actually enter another one. Like these simple little things. And I think that is is going to keep trading view just constantly innovating and ahead of the curve so we thank you for that for my day-to-day -day <laughs> operation i've got trading view on the left of my screen as well yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's, watching markets as we talk no i mean always, uh, 
I, I agree with you 100%. There's, there is a, a total barbell in the industry mm -hmm. of extremely complicated do everything products versus extremely simple, you know, not very useful or helpful products. Mm. And I think that what, what we have to do as a company, and I think what the engineering team here uh, and the product team really, really care about is making that full transition of a life cycle. Um, you know, because not everybody is starting at the same kind of speed or, or same kind of sophistication. And if you don't give them kind of the, the, the rails, if you will, to build from you know, one part of the product all the way through to the most advanced part of the product, um, you know, you're ultimately catering to, to a very small spectrum of, of this reality, which is everybody starting at a different point in their investing career or, you know, trading career, or, um, you know, even doing this simply on the side as a way to make, um, you know, kind of a long-term uh, goal for yourself. Um, mm. And so, so we really aim to be extremely simple um, and intuitive so that you can get started you know, you know, uh, the couple basics that'll get you to a place where you're more educated, you, you can at least talk about markets. Um, and then on the other side of that, there's people that are on trading view, you know, 15 hours a day, I don't know how, mm -hmm. many, how many markets you're trading. But, mm -hmm. but broadly speaking, for me in, in North America, um, you know, the US equity markets are open, you know, trading views on I'm watching, I'm watching things because you know, it's literally, it, it's amazing to be able to, you know, track global markets in real time. And, um, and so our most sophisticated customers are, are literally using this as their, their core utility that they're, you know, using every day to, to do their work. Um, so, so we really don't think of any difference of, um, of customer base. We, we just have to kind of build for each of those segments, um, along the way. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And even the application on the phone, um, I find that even so handy because a lot of the times before, um, this kind of pandemic, I was traveling a lot. And again, deep work, deep analysis, laptop, desktop. But once you've done that, you have a very, very good idea of entry points that you want to get involved in certain asset classes. Just having a non-overcomplicated app, two seconds, the amount of times that that has actually helped me get into a position. I mean, the app within itself has just been phenomenal. So like those two together, I see, see that as such a big asset, which is why I always encourage people that are if they're thinking about, right, you get the basics. Because what I love about TradingView is that you can get involved for free. You can start get set up, as you said. And then it's a very, very small investment of your trading career. And I like to think about it from a mindset point of view. The mentality must be, if you aspire to be a six-figure, seven-figure trader, eight-figure trader, it's a drop in the ocean. And it's such a necessity. And as a part of that with those extra features. It's why we always encourage people to do that, right? get involved and make it easier. Have your watch list, these extra features that they are, they are a must. They, they really, really are. And yeah. my kind of next question uh, for you, Pierce, which is as much as you can share as well. When you think about the future of TradingView, as you mentioned, you're traveling back and forth. You're always innovating. You're just shy of 30 million users, right? Which is just phenomenal, phenomenal achievement. Where would you say the future of of trading view is in terms of other countries. I, I actually watched a podcast that you was on and you were speaking about uh, even in like the kind of the Chinese market as that kind of culture changes like gambling culture, almost. <laughs> I'd be really curious, like, is there any, um, any kind of plans with that as to how you expand further, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, in terms of your initial thought around, you know, uh, the drop in the bucket or drop in the ocean, I mean, um, we think the exact same in terms of, um, you know, how much does it cost to, uh, you know, buy a pair of tennis shoes 
And if you're going to be a marathoner, you better buy those tennis shoes, right? Uh, (laughs) So if you don't have the tools, you know, how can you beat the, uh, beat the system? So, um, but broadly speaking, in terms of, you know, where we're headed and ultimately where, you know, we see the next couple of years, I mean, you know, 30 million is a great starting point, but, Mm -hmm. you know, globally speaking, there's, there's something between 500 million to, you know, 700 million trading accounts, Mm -hmm. uh, just depending on the cycles of financial markets. Um, so we think all of those people can actually gather value from, from trading view. Um, there, there's no doubt that, you know, we can provide a small amount of value, even if a customer never pays us a dollar, um, you know, and that's because the majority of the product is free and folks that are, you know, taking this more lightly, you know, they don't maybe need an advanced subscription and that's totally fine. Right. Like, um, I think that, you know, a lot of folks come to us just to check financial markets and build a watch list and, um, like you said, the mobile app, I literally every day, I just wake <laughs> up and check what's going on. And, and that's all free. There's nothing, you know, no, no cost to that. So, um, so I think we can service a lot of folks, um, you know, with the simplest of the simple. Uh, and then for, you know, the other end of the spectrum are ultimately, you know, the kind of more sophisticated guys that really want to dive in, guys and gals, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we definitely think we can build more um, and, and really address as many markets as possible. I mean, we have close to 60 uh, exchanges uh, on the equity side of things, integrated to TradingView. You know, we have global uh, futures data and commodities data. We're pulling in a lot more FX data for you and, and the, you know, a lot of the folks that trade FX in, in most of Europe. And, um, you know, we're also very kind of versed in the cryptocurrency space and, and we have a ton of data on that as well. And we're working on kind of level two data for that right now, which is nice. an interesting um, nuance is, uh, you know, kind of going deeper into, into the crypto space. Um, but, but broadly speaking, I think, you know, it, we're really not doing much different, I guess, as we are kind of refining a, an uncut product. Um, mm. You know, it's kind of like a, you know, a diamond in the rough. And I think that, you know, really what you got to do is polish the edges and get it really kind of a, you know, uh, a refined experience so that, you know, again, for, for a customer that's starting, you know, putting their first dollar into a, you know, a, a brokerage account in, in the U S we always say Robin hood, right. It's like the most yeah, of uh, course, yeah. ubiquitous, but uh, here you have like free trade and a couple of the other apps that, um, you know, I mean, the, the entry point is literally a dollar. And, and mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, we have to think strategically about, you know, that type of customer versus somebody who's managing, you know, a million dollar book or something like that. Course, and, yeah. and basically we, we really need to just pull them along the spectrum and ultimately, you know, not force them to do things they don't need to, but, mm-hmm. but ultimately, you know, um, educate them and create key decision points where, you know, they can say to themselves, all right, you know, I'm doing this well, I need to prove on this, I need to help with this. Um, and asking those questions to the community or ultimately looking in, you know, kind of more in-depth research that we're going to have. Uh, as well as like educational tools that we'll have on top of the platform as well as mm-hmm. kind of a, a great way that we can kind of um, at least hold their hand in the process of becoming an investor. Um, and I think that I, you know, if we did nothing more than that over the next couple of years and mm-hmm. being able to kind of, um, you know, steer them in the right direction and ultimately provide again, that, that utility function of being, you know, the daily check on markets um, you know, that, that, that to me is a, is a great mission. Um, and, and everything else we do on top of that, I mean, we had a lot of other stuff cooking as well, but, uh, sure, but of yeah. course, you know, some stuff we can't, we can't talk about too much. So, um, but definitely look out for some, for some announcements coming up in a few weeks. It'd be very important. hundred percent. And I think that's huge. The fact that 
you guys are giving people that opportunity to be able to use that because at each stage in their journey, um, if I look at it from a trading perspective, which is why I think TradingView has done this very well, when I originally started, it was very much a three to five thousand pound course. You know, you you if you have that money, great. If you don't, some people have not got access to that type of capital. So then it's only people that have got that until you get into it. You might realize it's not for you. You don't like it, but you're already a five thousand pound investment. Then when it goes to software, 100, 200 pounds per month, you still don't know. You're, you're in, you might just be curious. So the fact that you offer the free and then very, very minimal investment to be able to scale up along the way on your journey, I think it gives everybody an opportunity, everybody a chance, a fighting chance to actually even just explore the idea as to, mm -hmm. could I do this? Could I see mm -hmm. myself, you know, trying out the features, seeing what it's like, getting involved in the communities that you build, your, your authors. There is so much there that clearly cares about the individual. And I, and I absolutely love that. And I can see that mm. as a trader, like that sticks out to me uh, massively. Mm. It really, really mm. does. Um, That's great. Uh, circling back to what you mentioned about the crypto side of things, I noticed that mm -hmm. uh, you guys focused on that a lot, especially at the right time, you really started to pull more data. And I know you said you're working on kind of that level two side of things. Um, how has that kind of been for you from, from the back end? Have you found an overwhelming more amount of people wanting that crypto data, I take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, in terms of the trajectory of the crypto market, I mean, there there is, there's, there's a certain element of being good and there's a certain element of being lucky. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I think that for a market like crypto, there was no way that it could be purely skill-based, right? There's, mm -hmm. you know, a chance that, um, the, the whole market was, you know, going to collapse or the whole market is going to become trillions of dollars. Right. And I think, but these guys were building in the uh, data integrations back when nobody really knew for sure. Um, it seemed like an interesting asset class. You know, there was a lot of people involved on, you know, on social media and blah, blah, blah. And so um, they took the, the stab at it back in 2015, they pulled in the first data feed for, for a Bitcoin chart from um, from one of the early exchanges. In fact, it was an exchange that previous uh, previously existed and actually went out of business. Um, you know, in kind of the initial boom and bust cycles that were going mm. through through crypto. So, um, you know, I mean, I think they were definitely uh, uh, prepared for what could be a potentially huge market. And you know, fast forward to today, I mean, you know, the total asset class is rivaling you know many of the largest tech companies of the world. Um, you know, if you compare them to, you know, kind of just on a market cap basis, but I mean, in terms of, you know, an addressable needs basis, there's a, a lot of these um, new currencies, et cetera, that are, are set up specifically for, you know, um, I guess, a uh, addressing a market of, of untapped kind of unbanked or, or untapped people that actually could really benefit from having kind of a, a digital asset in, in, in their portfolio. Um, so on the back end, it's been it's been definitely a slog because I think that you know one of the things in an emerging market is that there's not a ton of transparency, um, there's not a ton of data integrity, and broadly speaking, I think you know TradingView's role in a lot of this is to you know be you know shining the light, if you will, mm. into into markets that are otherwise pretty opaque. Um, mm -hmm. So we've definitely done our best to to um, to add a lot of markets and you know, really just give people a sense of, you know, what is this? How does it trade? You know, what does the volume profile look like? Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, can I apply any of my, you know, traditional studies on top of this new asset class? Does anything translate over? You know, are there any correlations between assets? Um, these are all the questions that I think 
most people should, you know, be asking before just, you know, kind of plunging into some new crypto project that launches on the internet. Um, so I think that that was really their, their initial intention was to just shine light on it. And, um, you know, now we have a pretty big spectrum of what you'd consider professional crypto traders. Um, mm -hmm. And for the most part, they they do all use TradingView. Um, they they really were born in you know kind of the uh, you know like the chaos that was you know the 2017 kind of ICO mm. boom and bust. Course, and, yeah. You know, a lot of people were completely wiped out, and others you know basically made their their first stab at being professional traders by mm -hmm. you know being part of that market and, and timing it right. And um, and ultimately, you know, fast forward to today. I mean, we have. On the platform, um, you know, we have, you know, million dollar, multi-million dollar traders that are, you know, on the platform every day, um, you know, just day in, day out, not only just trading, but also sharing their ideas back with the community, um, which is really incredible. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people categorize TradingView as being a, a retail platform. And, you know, I've been around the space long enough to, you know, meet a lot of folks that, um, that you know, are very much, you know, considered institutional um, even though they are just, you know, big single name accounts. Um, exactly. So they're not like bank traders. They're not like a Deutsche Börse or something like that. I mean, they, they are individuals, but, um, but they're trading at a hedge fund level and they use TradingView as, as their core system. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that the market has definitely evolved a lot, um, even in three years time and, you know, TradingView has kind of been along the way for, for, for the entirety of it. Um, and, but we're definitely not done. I think we, we see that there are obvious places where we can improve on creating more transparency for sure. And um, what I was saying about the level two stuff, um, you know, one of the first partnerships we actually just launched, and I can talk about this one because we finally got it out the door, but um, so Glassnode is a company that um, basically does a lot of in-depth blockchain analytics. So, so they're looking at the actual transaction level on any given block, um, mm. on any given chain. And, and then basically exposing that uh, to, you know, and customers so that they can actually consume that. Um, and what's really interesting about, you know, generally blockchains and uh, just kind of at a high level is that they are all public. So all this transaction data is actually publicly available, mm -hmm. but, you know, from the average customer standpoint, like I'm never going to know, you know, even how to read that, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not, I can't just look into a given, you know, transaction layer and say, Ah uh, yeah, seven thousand transactions ran on this block, and you know total notional value of X Y Z. Um, so so Glassnode and other companies like Glassnode are specialists in basically translating that you know kind of block level data up to you know high level dashboards for for consumers. And so we saw that early and said, listen, I mean, let's see if we can work with them on a on a way where you know it's beneficial for both parties. You know, one is to get more exposure. You know, the other is to just consolidate all that information in one place. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, they've been super helpful and, and open in, in allowing us to do that. Um, we have some plans for other partners as well. And I think that, you know, broadly speaking, the idea is we just want more data uh, in one place. And how can we compare that to other data sets and other asset classes? Um, but uh, but Glassdown is great. And it's a, a good starting point for that for that level two data. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I think it's incredibly important in a market that's still really in its infant stages and you can see the amount of excitement, what we're kind of focusing on now, especially in the crypto side of things, the next two, three years is going to be very, very interesting. As you've mentioned about a lot of these kind of pump and random internet project coins is, is probably not the way, but doing research, especially guys um, coming to this channel for the first time, it's very, very enticing 
to jump into the crypto space. And as you mentioned earlier about people getting lucky, mm. I know many of those people, we actually had this in, uh, you mentioned about 2017. This was quite similar in 2014 and 15 in foreign exchange. There mm. were runs on dollar bull runs in which people would literally get involved, not really know what they're doing and make a lot of money. They would finish on 150% in a year. And I know those because they're my students. Mm -hmm. A year later, they don't know what they're doing because right. they, they hadn't actually built the skill in the first place. They were kind of blindly following and making money. Same thing happened in cryptocurrency. As you know, that we know the stats with lotto winners. If you've not built the framework and the mindset, you'll give it all back anyway. And I think what you guys have done with cultivating community, finding the right people to absorb that knowledge off, if you happen to be in a situation where you did catch a couple of runs and you've made money, well, it's important you learn how to maintain that and actually make it work and learn. So I think you guys have done that incredibly well. From, from your perspective, Pierce, is something cryptos, NFT, something you find quite interesting? Yeah, I mean, from, from my perspective, I, I, I've definitely dabbled, you know, just out of curiosity, I think mm -hmm. more than anything. Um, you know, never have I exposed myself to the degree that I, you know, can't sleep at night. I think that that's <laughs> ultimately the most important part of all this. But, um, you know, I mean, it's really interesting because I think a lot of my friends um, and, and kind of colleagues and not colleagues at TradingView, but broadly speaking, just in the industry and fintech mm. have really dove, you know, head first into, into this space. And um, yeah, I mean, some have really done it well. And I think what's really interesting to see is that a lot of people... Um, who were traditional traders, you know, people that are literally on desks trading FX, you know, um, or trading, you know, equities or what have you, mm -hmm. have dove, you know, head first into this space because it is a very inefficient market uh, mm -hmm. in a sense. And so there's a lot of ARPs there. There's a lot of opportunities um, to, to capitalize on, on the space. I think, you know, the, in terms of trading the, the cryptocurrencies, et cetera, I mean, I, I definitely am an investor in, in some of the longer term ones just because, you know, I have no idea. Um, and broadly speaking, I was uh, early in, t in 2016, 2017. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of, you know, fingers crossed, I'll, <laughs> I'll make a retirement fund on the back end of it. Um, because ultimately it was, uh, in my previous company, we, we threw a conference and we had uh, Fred Wilson speak. And um, Fred Wilson is the founder of Union Square Ventures. He, uh, he actually had just made uh, their first investment in Coinbase back in the day. And, um, you know, he saw it pretty much as a asymmetric trade. I mean, the, the downside was whatever his check was, uh, and the upside was was essentially, as far as he could model it, it seemed more or less infinite. And um, I think in terms of my philosophy on a lot of markets, you know, you can only really bet what, what you can afford to lose. And if the upside is obviously, um, you know, <laughs> infinite, I mean, it's kind of like you might as well make the bet. Um, you know, even if the bet is, you know, two to three X, where well, you can potentially lose, there's potential that you should, you know, push for that as well. Um, and, and so broadly speaking, that's my kind of thinking on, you know, mm -hmm. being an investor in the space, but you know, I mean, as a result, I've obviously missed so many projects because, mm -hmm. um, you know, in a lot of cases, people will come to, uh, myself or, or to trading views, a company and say, Hey, we, you know, we want you guys involved, but I mean, we we're so known in the space if we get involved in a project it can often kind of like distort things right exactly um, so we we very have, have to like be hands off and kind of realize that you know there's there's no way we can dabble in that in that space because it's just slippery slope and and i don't think of that, course you know, i mean we have much bigger things to worry about than that so yeah I, you have to I, stay I'm aligned sure. on the aligned on the vision <laughs> which you you've you've always done but Yep. Yeah, no, I, that, I can, my, my instincts and intuition told me that was probably the case of people wanting to 
uh, to do that, but that could distort that. I completely agree. I think the way that that space is changing right now is far more than what most people at the surface. A lot of people, they just buy crypto and that's it. But there's more, there's staking, there's pools, Blockify. There's so many other projects that are being built on these systems. ADA, for example, is one of my biggest holdings. Mm. Um, and on that particular blockchain of Cardano, it's just fascinating to see all mm. the things that are happening right now over these next years. Um, but guys, be safe out there. Don't just be jumping into to any old thing. But it's really interesting because from what I used to have, I would have um, like foreign exchange, I'd have different asset classes, and then I would have some equities, and then I would have my uh, cryptocurrency. To be able to go on TradingView and kind of have watch lists of essentially my portfolio, right? Having that, you can have your old-fashioned spreadsheets, but there's just something visually pleasing about being able to go on there and go, right, this is my crypto portfolio. This is this, this is this. And I can go on my app and I can basically know in a very, very high degree where I'm about. You know, if I yep. see something, so I've got a good inkling and that keeps me sharp. It keeps me rather than going through, I'd have to go through all these different platforms to figure out, log into this, log into that. I can just have a top-down overview as to this is where I'm at. And then I can make better informed decisions. I'm really curious and you probably can't answer this question, but <laughs> more and more features that are coming out. I'm just more so fascinated and excited for where will trading view be in the next kind of couple of years. I'm sure it's going to be 40 million, 50 million, who knows how many, is there anything that you can share that's kind of coming in the future to kind of, to wrap things up as to what you would tell people that are kind of coming into the space, jumping onto the platform, considering your other packages that you've got. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I wish I could disclose it all, but uh, but the reality is people have to wait. And um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's like uh, Christmas morning every time we launch a new product, people go nuts. So um, it's uh, it's always good to see that uh, that kind of feedback will be so instant. You know, as soon as mm -hmm. something goes out the door, people go crazy for it. Um, I would say, in terms of near term, probably I'm most excited about um, the updates that we're we're about to drop for mobile as well as um, we're, we're actually rolling out uh, a desktop product as well. This is so crazy. I mean, we're basically going full circle, um, but we, you know, back in the nineties, right. You only had desktop software, like an e-signal, right. I, I remember. Um, and then here we go to the, you know, financial web trading view essentially was the first, you know, high performance financial web product. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now we have mobile products, we have alert products, we have, you know, web hooks and all this stuff. And now, here we go back all the way to the beginning and we're launching kind of uh, a new desktop product and, and it's in it's in a beta right now and people can actually check out the beta. Um, it's readily available, but we'll be launching the, the alpha soon and it's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, basically imagine everything you want, you know, on web, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, more or less instantaneous. I mean, trading is fast, but imagine how much more fast if all those, you know, components are loaded locally. Um, mm. All you really need is that data feed connection. Mm -hmm. And so, so really that's what it would boil down to is basically the only thing that you would need to actually search and have an internet connection for is that real-time data feed. So, nice. so that's pretty cool. It's going to be extremely powerful. We think it's, um, we think it's a huge thing. It's in demand and we, we know there's some latency with, you know, trading view and, um, you know, people in places like emerging markets, you know, literally just latency in terms of, you know, bandwidth, you can actually get your hands on is always mm -hmm. an issue. So, you know, downloadable software is actually a great solution for that. And um, likewise with mobile products, you know, if you have a native mobile product, it's much easier to get 
um, you know, kind of a high performance bandwidth because, um, you know, you're only focused on the connectivity of data feeds rather than, you know, the whole web page load and it takes a ton of time and, you know, it obviously slows down the experience. So, so we're really excited for the multi-platform. Um, we think that's kind of the best um, near-term solution. Uh, on top of that, we're doing a lot more for watch lists. Um, mm -hmm. So we've just rolled out uh, a beta around advanced watch lists, and we will have more to come with that as well. Basically, what we want people to do, or at least what we think people really want to do, uh, and that's like, you know, we're listening to the users, is, um, is ultimately, um, you know, think about more portfolios than positions. And, and ultimately, that comes back to the fact that, you know, to be uh, a good trader or investor, you really got to size what you're doing. You got to ultimately look at things like correlations, you know, how exposed are you in one asset class? You know, how much money are you, you know, kind of locked up in another asset class? You know, how liquid are those markets? Um, so we definitely think that there's um, some help to be made around portfolios. And, um, and that comes back to watch lists. So mm. watch list is really kind of the starting point. But from watch lists, you can learn a lot, right? I mean, you know... Uh, you probably off the top of your head, you know how exposed you are in FX versus crypto and all that. But, you know, if I'm if I'm a newbie, I don't know, you know, uh, my exposure in, um, you know, technology stocks versus, you know, oil and gas conglomerates versus, um, you know, uh, renewables. And then, you know, I'd take a step back and, you know, think about the big picture. Like, I don't care at all about these oil and gas conglomerates. And, you know, they're 25%, 40% of my portfolio. Like, let me wind down that. Let me, you know, scale up my positions otherwise. And um, so we think we can do a lot to help people and just kind of sizing their overall exposure in, in financial markets. And um, ideally, this will give you this kind of dashboard, like you're saying, for your multiple watch lists, where mm -hmm. you can then just have that that high level overview and say, oh, wow, yeah, I'm, I'm way overexposed here, underexposed mm -hmm. there. Um, and so we definitely think that that's, great value to the users and um it comes with a lot of tools and features as well um heat maps is going to be big um we're just launching that uh, i think it came out last week but again these are all kind of soft launches and we'll mm. have more kind of formal launches coming up so heat maps is is really cool too basically you're familiar with the screener tool so we think screener tools will actually merge with heat maps um nice. so you could then you could then look at things like you know um well, you could basically visualize a heat map is just like a simplification of the visualization of uh, you know, whatever asset you want, but just in a um, kind of block format versus mm. in kind of a list format. Um, so really a heat map can be filled with anything. So you could look at a market cap, you can look at a performance. Um, you know, there's all these different ways to visualize essentially what we've already built with the screener tool. And so we think that's a great value as well. So I would already know how excited people are just listening to just, I was just getting the mental visuals now, but as soon as you started talking about watch lists, it's like, Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. And then you think about them all together, right? So advanced watch list, and then that filters into the screener tool and that filters into the heat maps and that ultimately filters back into the watch list. So everybody can kind of, you know, get on the, the carousel, if you will, of like portfolio optimizing and, ultimately just becoming, you know, better investor. Yeah. Love that. That's amazing. That really is. Well, Piers, thank you so much for your, your time and explaining all of those areas and just letting us know the overall vision. The thing that sticks out to me so much is that mentality that trading view have ear to the ground, always going above and beyond powering the community and giving people an opportunity to actually become a better investor, helping them. But 
you can see the clear care and passion. So I thank you for the work that you do and everybody that TradingView does to, to make my life easier, make all of our students' lives easier and the viewers listening. So I would highly recommend, guys, if you haven't already explored it, definitely, definitely go and check it out. I'll leave some links in the description in the bio. Um, if there's any other uh, links that you would like to share with me, Pierce, you think that would be helpful, any blogs, you can let me know after. I'd be happy to chuck those in as well. But any kind of last words uh, to the viewers? Uh no, I mean, besides that, I mean, you know, best of luck in, in the market and it's uh tradingview.com pretty easy. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what are the links? Can I, can I pump in, in real time? No, I mean, I think that's, that's about it. It's uh it's been a pleasure and um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm more than happy to keep you guys updated. So uh, next time we can talk about some of the, the, the news and announcements and um, we can be more candid with um, the, some, some of the big things coming up. Um, oh, hundred percent. But yeah until then i mean thanks for having me no no you're very welcome we look forward to having you again and uh, and seeing trading view evolve and just continue to help so i appreciate it uh so thank you biz and i'll, yeah. and I'll catch you in the next one cheers mate cheers